This is episode 93 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are Transforming Your Home into a Fortified Castle, The Prepper Schema, Getting the Knowledge You Need to Prep, and because today is Wednesday, we have an interview with Lauren Kelly of ModernSelfReliance.com. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily aggregator of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before I get started, uh, remember yesterday I talked a little bit about maybe next week setting up a time if people are interested, kind of gathering together. And uh, you know, those of us who are in the Houston area uh, would like to just kind of talk preparedness. So if you're interested in that, drop me a line at uh, the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com or hit me up on one of the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or just send me an email at todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com and uh, just let me know that you're interested and I will let you know uh, when we get something together. Uh, maybe some evening at uh, at a restaurant where, you know, it's kind of like a neutral place where everybody can get together and uh, just kind of just meet each other and just talk a little bit about what's on our minds about preparedness. So uh, if you're interested in that, just let me know. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's articles. Uh, today's articles... Or the first article comes to us from modernsurvivalblog.com, and the article is entitled "Transforming Your Home into a Fortified Castle." And when you, when I'm reading this, I want you to think about, um, you know, when we talk about defense or or our home and protecting our home, uh, you should be thinking about layers. Like, what can I do to add another layer? Of protection to my home, uh, you know. How does this, you know, how, you know, whatever I do, how does that improve my protection of my home, and uh, or uh, making it better to where you can, you know, uh, where you have uh, the ability to see out or you know, those kinds of things. So, uh, let's go ahead and start reading this one here. As we increasingly move into an uncertain and dangerous world, for many of us, our homes will be our last refuge of safety and security. While the ordinary home at a minimum provides shelter from the elements, the fortification of the home will become and is becoming an important and even crucial aspect to deter or defend against human elements who wish to steal or do harm. The environment is already dangerous to an extent. It will become orders of magnitude worse during societal collapse conditions. Will your home be safe from the elements then? For example, let's say that society, for whatever reason, has crumbled into social chaos, which has badly affected the ability to acquire one's daily needs. Vast numbers of people have subsequently become hungry and desperate due to the lack of reliable supplies and distribution. Maybe there has been some help, but it has not been enough. Or maybe that help has run out or has run low. The government has not showed up in the community and there has been no definite word whether or not they will show up at all with truckloads of food and other needed supplies. Those who are inclined to be more aggressive will be out first on the streets and neighborhoods looking to resupply, always on the lookout for food. As others become increasingly hungry too, they will hit the streets in search of food and supplies. One might expect that all grocery stores, convenience stores, etc. will be hit first. It won't take long to clean them out. Then what? They will begin prowling homes, even the homes in your neighborhood, even your home. 
How will they do it? Some, especially in the beginning, will knock on doors asking for handouts. If they receive a handout, I suspect that they will soon be back for more. I'm not suggesting one way or the other what to do. That's a personal choice, I'm just saying. Additionally, it won't be long after the first knock on the door. There will be yet another knock, this time from someone else, and so on. What then? It may eventually reach a point where there will be no knock on the door as the street danger increases. With little or no warning, the takers will be on the hunt and may break into your neighbor's home and then your home to take. It's bad enough that home burglaries is a problem already, obviously much worse in some areas than others. However, when you when you couple that particularly bad element with desperation, there's going to be a whole new set of problems. And in fact, it will likely get violent. People today are already on the edge. When I travel outside of my rural area, I especially see the aggression, the bad behavior, the rudeness. When these people, when these same people become increasingly desperate, there are going to be fireworks and it won't take long. How are we to defend against it from the standpoint of our homes? First, Obtain your, long, your own long-term food storage supply so that you will not become one of them. That said, how does one turn their home into a fortified castle? While many of us might envision a tall stone castle surrounded by a moat with a drawbridge complete with fortified defensive batteries, this is likely beyond the budget. Therefore, a few thoughts come to mind. Absolutely number one in my mind is to move out of a densely populated neighborhoods or regions. Those places are going to become incredibly dangerous if and when societal conditions cross the threshold of civility to social chaos. While your commute to work may be longer, living more rural, outside the madness, may be the difference between those who make it and those who don't. Of course, there is lots more to it than that, but at least you will stand a chance. Gates and Fencing If you have your own long driveway or road that leads to your home, consider installing a gate, something solid and and well secured, like a big heavy swing bar crossing the road. You might normally leave it open, but if a time comes when you want to deter people or vehicles, there is nothing like big fat message that is sent when one approaches a closed gate, coupled with appropriate signage for more effect. Doors. The first level of securing one's home is to harden your doors and locks. You might even replace certain doors with stronger doors, long screws and heavy-duty striker plates that go all the way into the framing. Install a deadbolt to augment your existing door lock. Use a door security bar, which is very, very effective from the door being bashed in. A dog. They bark. It's like having another body on security. Cameras. Real or even fake security cameras. They will psychologically deter. Not only will they deter when attached to your house, but installing near the entrance to your property sends a loud message. Window barriers. You might consider securing first floor windows if it really gets bad, plywood or other materials to use as window barriers, especially for first floor, for when it really hits the fan, though it won't stop bullets. Bullet-resistant walls. In fact, most homes are like soft butter to bullet penetration. Think about how you might go about establishing a safe area to defend from. What materials might you use to provide some level of bullet resistance? Here's an article on bullet-resistant wall construction. Arm yourself. For goodness sake, always be armed during these conditions, handgun on your person and rifle within reach. Exterior or defensible positions. Rock walls. Other. Can you implement hardened positions to defend one's castle? Security checkpoint. 
The idea is to stop the bad element before they have the opportunity to get close to your castle. Intercept others coming to your home at a checkpoint away from the home at the beginning of the road driveway. Establish a defensible position there if possible or applicable to your site layout. Night vision. If collapse, collapse conditions become truly awful to the extent of total SHTF, night vision will be a must. Those who don't have it will not make it against those who do. Period. It is a game changer and a big force multiplier. They are expensive. However, those who are prepping for level 3 and level 4 find a way to make it happen. One of the best sources for night vision is from Bob over at ReadyMadeResources.com. And if you ever purchase from him, let him know that I said hello from Modern Survival Blog. I, visit him, I visited his place earlier this year and thoroughly enjoyed the stay. U.S. made night vision helmets and accessories. So there's a, a link there to ready-made resources. I've reached 1,000 words and have thrown out some ideas to help get the wheels turning. Now it's your turn. How might we transform our homes into castles while preparing for a level 3, level 4 collapse? All right. So uh, over at Modern Survival Blog, there's uh, over sev- oh, there's 70 comments uh, you know, with a lot of information here. On how people are, you know, giving suggestions on how you can harden your home and, and build layers into it. Um, I, again, I'm going to say, you know, one of the things to consider is, um, you know, this article is coming from the standpoint of uh, you're you're out more in a rural setting, um, and, and we've talked about that recently, you know, in the past uh, episodes or past uh, podcasts. Uh, you know, the more rural you are, the more isolated you are as well. So you really need to, like, if you are rural and things start happening, you probably want, like, family members that you can trust and people that you can trust to come out because you're going to need people to help. It's, it, it, I, I don't think the idea of you and your wife or you and just your family of a four, four or five people I don't think that's going to be doable. I mean, if things really, really, truly get bad, uh, if you're out in the suburbs, and one of the things that I say, if I'm not able to get to my dad's property for whatever reason, whatever reason happens, right? What I would be doing again, I say this over and over again, uh, because uh, this article alludes to the fact that people are going to be out there, they're going to come to your neighbors, and then they're going to come to you, right? So, what I my my point would be that if things start getting bad, I'm going to start mobilizing. I'm going to start getting people together. I'm going to start talking to people. I'm going to start making those neighborhood watches or even those, uh, you know, he talks about setting up um, uh, an area, a checkpoint. I'm going to be setting up checkpoints, not at the end of my driveway, but checkpoints, you know, at the, at, you know, at the entrances to our to the neighborhood, you know, uh, depending on how bad it is, how, how bad it is out there. But, uh, something, you know, uh, that's something to consider. And if people are seeing that it's bad and people, you know, right now you talk to people and like, yeah, it is bad, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to say all that kind of stuff. But if it's really getting bad, you, people are going to be like, yeah, we need to start doing something. You know, you talk to, you talk to parents or you talk to men and you talk to them about, Hey, we need to protect our wives. We need to protect our kids. They're going to be like, yeah, we need to start doing something about that. And, uh, so, uh, that's, that's where, you know, if you're out in the suburbs, that's a, a, a thing to consider, uh, and, and a way to, uh, to handle that something to do, but a lot of different ways to, to layer, um, you know, you, you want to make your home, um, you know, uh, 
it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be to the point where someone looks at it and says, hey, there's a, another target somewhere else that I'm going to go to because there's things here that I see that, uh, you know, that I don't want to get involved or, or this person might be a little bit more, uh, you know, aggressive in fighting back, defending their home, right? Whatever that might be. All right, so uh, you definitely want to go. There's a couple of links in this article, but you definitely want to go check out all the comments at Modern Survival Blog for this one because you might get some good ideas. You never, you never know. You might get some good ideas for your home and some some little things, some little tweaks that you can do to uh, make your home a little bit more safer. All right, so let's go ahead and go into our interview for the week. Um, our interview is from. Uh, well, it is with Lauren Kelly of ModernSurvivalReliance.com. She has written a book called EMP, Electromagnetic Pulse, Protect Your Family and Survive Long After the EMP. And uh, I put it up on Prepper website earlier this week. It is free on Kindle. So if you are listening to this, uh, this is the Wednesday podcast. So if you are listening to it on uh, Wednesday, June 28th, it is still free. So it's been free since for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so you'll get it. You can you can go download this uh, for Kindle from Amazon. So I'm going to go ahead and have a link uh, to all of you know to all of our social media accounts and also to the book. Uh, on um, episode 93 so you can go check that out but uh, again I'll also link to it from Prepper website so you might have already got got it if you've been over to Prepper website here so um, you know go go check that out and uh, you know it's always good to have a, a free book and and hear other people's insights into it but let's go ahead and read this article or read this uh, this interview uh, and uh, get a little bit of insight into who Lauren is over at ModernSelfReliance.com. So tell us a little a little about yourself and your preparedness. Please include why you started prepping. I didn't prep growing up, but I can trace its roots back to my college days. Early on, I was spending the entire day with just my backpack on campus. I started to keep an extra toothbrush, painkillers, and a small first aid kit in my backpack. When I transitioned to a commuter student at a very snowy college, I started to keep a change of clothes and a heated blanket in my car. From there, I started to think about what else would be useful to keep in my car, and the Googling started. When I got my own apartment, I was really able to start to think about other aspects like storing food and water. Then I got to thinking, how am I going to cook that food if the power goes out? It all just led naturally from there. What are your main preparedness concerns? What are you prepping for? While large-scale disasters like EMPs or plagues could occur, I mainly focus on the much more probable events. Events like a power outage, disruption of transportation, routes that bring food into the city, house fire, major snowstorm, job layoffs, or medical leave. I think of prepping as insurance. If I get laid off from my job, I know I have food to live on without having to dip into my savings right away. I am concerned about the lack of self-reliance starting to develop in our, in our society. The mentality that I don't need to learn to change a tire, I can just call AAA. People are relying more and more on corporations and the government to do everything for them, whether they pay for the service or not. I want to have the skills and tools to survive without assistance from large government organizations. It's not to say I don't expect to work with friends and family for my survival, but I don't expect the government to come to my rescue if the power goes out. Has your preparedness changed over the years and why? When I first really started to get into prepping, I thought I needed all the gear. 
the bug out bag, car supplies, food stash, guns and ammo, etc. But over the years, I have drifted away from just stocking up on stuff and begun to focus on skills. All your prepping items could be lost or stolen or broken, and all you are left with is your own two hands. I have been focusing more and more lately on developing my skill set, hunting, canning, gardening, foraging, carpentry, etc. These skills can't be stolen or broken, and they allow me to face every challenge with the confidence that I can survive without all the gadgets and tools. Tell us about your book. What what is it about and why did you decide to write it? I decided to write I decided to publish a book about EMPs, electromagnetic pulse, because I think it re- represents worst case scenario for our modern society. We are hit by tiny EMPs coming as solar flares off the sun all the time, but they don't do much harm. It's the big ones, the international ones that can wipe out all the electronic devices. The EMP surges through electronics, burning and frying the circuits as it goes. The resulting resulting societal effects will be devastating even if the EMP is localized to a single city. Power grids, water pumps, air conditioners, cars, cell phones, solar panels, generators, CD players, heart monitors, oxygen pumps, and coffee makers will just stop working. I wanted to write about EMPs because while it gets attention in the prepper world, it doesn't get too much attention outside. Some of my friends have never heard of the effects and that leaves them unprepared to identify and act if an EMP event were to happen. The first step is making people aware of the signs and then get them to take simple steps to protect their family. What part of your book would you like to make sure that readers pay careful attention to? I think readers should pay more attention to the small preparing steps to take beforehand rather than on the outcomes of an EMP. Many folks will claim they know exactly what will happen as society spirals downward into chaos. I list out some possible outcomes, but your community may react very different than others, and you will need to make quick decisions as the situation arises. But you can take steps to prepare your family for certain outcomes of an EMP event, like the loss of running water. Could you paste in a paragraph from your book that gives a good feel for what readers will experience? Here it is, quote, It can be argued that most people are better served by focusing on their sphere of influence. Without a mass movement to motivate politicians, there is little chance that an individual will change the nation's course towards EMP preparedness. With that said, every family can take some modest steps to help reduce the impact of an EMP attack. The process towards preparedness remains the same as with every other threat. Assess the threat, consider its impact on the four basic human needs, food, water, shelter, and medical care, and then take some steps to mitigate those impacts. Tell us about your website. ModernSelfReliance.com is about teaching homesteading and preparedness skills. We publish how-to articles for developing survival and life skills such as water bath canning, pressure canning, gardening, building a bug out bag, food storage options, etc. I live in an apartment outside a major city and provide advice on how to be more prepared and self-reliant without having acres to farm, a survival bunker, or even a sunny windowsill for an herb garden. Do you have any upcoming projects that listeners might be interested in? Thanks for asking. I am working on two upcoming projects. The first is a six-week series on how to deal with a short-term power outage. Each week, I will be publishing an article on one aspect of survival, such as food and cooking, water, sanitation, etc. This, this series is focused towards those who may live closer to urban centers and rely on city water, city power, and electric heat, but it will be applicable to all folk, folks who depend on power in their homes. 
I am also working on publishing another ebook on solar panel systems for off-the-grid homes. This book will cover choosing a system that is scaled for your needs and how to set it up without help from the professionals. It will be aimed at the DIYers who want a bit more independence from the electric companies or for places where the electric lines don't run. Subscribers will get advance notice about this book's release. What would you like to say to Prepper Website Podcast listeners? Survival is more about your mindset than your tool set, but tools help. All right, so uh, and then there's all her um, social media links and everything there. So I'm going to go ahead and, and link to all those things. And, and remember, you can go get that book and, and go read it. Uh, EMP, you know, um, EMP style books are always very interesting to read. And so you can get Lauren's take on that. And uh, make sure you go download that over at Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. All right, the last article is actually one of mine. Um, I, I kind of forgot that I didn't um, talk about this one on the podcast, um, just because I've had some some other other articles that I've talked about. But this is called the Prepper Schema: Getting the Knowledge You Need to Prep. Um, so, if you are interested in building your own digital library and different things like that, I do link to uh, another article in here that I think will be very helpful for you. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I think everyone should have that. Uh, and I think everyone should, you know, have, um, you know, if, if the big one ever hits, the EMP hits and it wipes out all electronics, yeah, so your tablets and all that kind of stuff is not going to work. But if it doesn't, I think having you know information on a tablet or on a flash drive or on a laptop that you can charge with solar, I think that's always would be very very beneficial, and uh, you can pack a whole lot of information there. It is good to have books. I still I'm one of those hybrid people where I like books, and I also uh, like you know to read um, using one of my you know using a tablet. Uh, sometimes those books where I know that it's going to be very technical and I want to really, you know, get into it and highlight and, uh, you know, make notes and stuff like that. Uh, I, I need to have a hard copy of a, of a book. I don't like using highlights on, you know, Kindle or anything like that. It's just, it just doesn't, it's not the same for me there. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get reading, uh, this article or get into this article. I, mean, I can talk, right? I'm, uh, I can talk English. Uh, again, uh, the article was called The Prepper Schema, Getting the Knowledge You Need to Prep, and start out with a fictional account. Sam was looking forward to the evening. Earlier, he had spent time cleaning up the backyard and setting out the new fire pit. His friends were coming over to sit around the new fire pit, share some adult beverages, and reminisce about old times. Sam even had all the ingredients to make s'mores if the evening permitted. John and Pam arrived just in time, and everyone went out back coolers in tow to sit around the fire and enjoy the cool crisp evening karen sam's wife shared her excitement about having a fire pit that they could sit around on evenings like this the nice stack of wood sitting close to the fire pit ensured that they could keep the fire going well into the evening sam arranged the the big pieces of wood placed the fire log in the middle and lit both ends sam's sam's excitement quickly eased as he realized the fire log wasn't going to catch the bigger logs on fire John, being the nice, quiet friend, just stood back to see what would happen. This fire log is a dud, ex- exclaimed Sam. I can't believe this. I don't have any gas or charcoal starter to get these big logs started, he said. Noticing his friend's frustration, John spoke up. 
You need to start your fire off with smaller pieces, he said. Big logs will sustain the fire for a long time, but you need smaller pieces to get it started. Do you have a knife or a small axe, he added. Sam retrieved a hatchet from the garage. This used to be my dad's. I've never used it before, he mentioned. John took the hatchet and felt the edge. It will do for tonight, but you'll have to sharpen it, he mentioned. John took the hatchet and stood a small log on its end. He placed the hatchet on the top end and then used another log to hit the hatchet. The hatchet started to split the bigger logs into two pieces. John repeated this over and over until he had various sized pieces. John gathered the pieces together in different size size stacks. He had a stack of pieces the thickness of toothpicks, the thickness of pencils, and the thickness of his thumb. He also had a few bigger pieces than that, but these were starting to resemble bigger bigger pieces of wood, Sam thought to himself. John asked Sam if he had a cotton ball and some petroleum jelly. Sam hurried into the house and came back with a package of cotton balls and a big tub of petroleum jelly. Smear some petroleum jelly all over a cotton ball really good, John, Sam said, and John complied. Sam laid down two big logs in the center of the fire pit. He placed the cotton ball on top in the center. He then started stacking the stacks of wood on top of the cotton ball from the smallest thickness to the biggest. He left a small opening where a match could get in. Sam realized he was making a teepee-type structure with the wood. After laying some bigger pieces onto the teepee, John asked Sam to light the cotton ball with a match. Sam struck a match and ignited the cotton ball. The cotton ball caught the smaller pieces of wood on fire, which caught the bigger pieces of wood, and in no time the fire pit was roaring. Where did you learn to build a fire like that? asked Sam. My grandfather used to take me camping when I was younger. We used to build fires like that all the time, John responded. I guess you're never too old to learn new tricks, especially how to make fire, Sam said. Yeah, no more wasting money on those fire logs for you, John laughed. Although many of you reading this article know the process described above in making a fire, you can bet that something like this scenario gets played out often. Many people out there just don't know how to build something as simple as a fire. But in all fairness to the Sams out there, everyone needs to learn it sometime. Whether that is when you're young with a parent on a camping trip or older trying to get your first fire pit going, the basics of firecraft need to be learned. And that's the way it is with everything in preparedness. We all need to start somewhere. We all need to have a basic understanding of the theory, concepts, and basics of preparedness. That is why learning and obtaining knowledge is so important. For example, there is a reason you don't start off doing calculus in elementary school. Elementary school is the place where students learn the basics. They start building their schema or knowledge. They work on math skills all the way through their education, adding to their schema in elementary and middle school. Their prep time in learning the basics of math gets them ready to take calculus sometime in high school. If you don't have a basis of understanding of preparedness, it's harder to make the jumps. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you don't have a basis of understanding of preparedness, it's harder to make the jumps in realizing what you really need and how you need to prepare to be there for yourself and your family. Without some knowledge, you will make mistakes, waste time, and money getting prepared. Although many in the preparedness community will warn you about sitting in front of the computer all day, vegging out on preparedness and survival information, there are some steps you can take to obtain the knowledge you need. Three, way, three awesome ways to gain preparedness knowledge. Save stuff from the Internet. 
In the article, Your E-Preparedness Binder, Saving Stuff from the Internet for SHTF, I share how to save PDFs and videos to a flash drive or external hard drive. There is so much information out there. As you visit websites and YouTube, what if you created a bank of preparedness materials that you could access at any time, even if the Internet goes down? How valuable would PDFs and videos be in that case? Include ebooks in your digital library. Preparedness authors write some great stuff. Prepper fiction is something that most are familiar with, but there are many preparedness authors writing very helpful books on preparedness in multitude of categories. One way to obtain many ebooks for a great price is to take advantage of the Prepper bundle when it goes on sale. <clears throat> Currently, you can get 27 ebooks and 3 e-courses from preparedness authors from around the internet. It's a $300 value for only $29.97, but only comes out twice a year for a limited time. You have to purchase it while it's out. The current Prepper bundle is available on Monday, June 12, 2017. So um, that's a little old information, but uh, the Prepper bundle was a great uh, resource for you know 30 bucks. You got a ton of information, uh, but uh, I'll let you know when the next bundle is coming out. Uh, I'll, I'll let everyone uh, know that. Uh, next one is download free content. There are many out-of-print books that have been made available digitally. There are also websites that have a ton of materials already curated for you. One such website is PoleShift. It has over 14 gigs of materials. Another website where you can download materials is Prepper's Info. And if you're looking for some old Boy Scout handbooks, check these out. Now the warning. Get knowledge, learn, grow, but don't neglect to practice the skills. We prepare because of an uncertain future. When that uncertain future happens, we need to be ready to act. It definitely won't be the time to stop and consult PDFs, videos, and ebooks. Set a plan to learn and practice one new skill a month. For example, one month work on various ways to start a fire. You might use something like the cotton ball and petroleum jelly, but you might try to do it with just what you find in nature. Then go on from there. Learn multiple ways to purify and filter water. Then practice canning. Then you can always take a few hours on the weekend to increase your skill level and preparedness. Do you know of any great resources to share to build knowledge and skills? Share them below in the comment section. All right, so... Uh, like I said, there's a lot of great links in here that link to other articles that will show you how to, uh, you know, create your own e-preparedness binder and, uh, you know, show you how to save things off the Internet. And, again, that was over at edthatmatters.com, my own personal uh, website over there. All right, well, um, that's it for this episode, episode 93. Um, again, if you get a chance, come by and, and drop me a line. Connect with me online uh, in you know social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, drop me a line in the comment section. Hey, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, come on over and uh, you can go to amoreselfrelientlife.com and that will take you straight there. Or you can come to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and click on free uh, F free fb group it's it's in the menu and it'll take you straight over there and you can uh join and be a part of that community it's uh, it's growing over there and so uh happy to to interact with those people over there you know ha being in a group allows you to be able to uh you know I, i'm not the only one putting content out there people can can drop anything they can ask questions they can hey i found this great video let me share it with you uh you know those kinds of things and it really lends itself to be able to communicate a little bit better than um 
you know, having being on the page. So the prepper website, Facebook page where, you know, things are posted and people can leave comments, but it, it just, it's not the same thing. It's not the same feel, uh, you know, in the group people can, you know, if you're a part of that, you can, you know, leave information too that you think is valuable to preparedness and self-reliance. So, uh, you know, welcome you to come over and, uh, you know, become a part of that group. All right. So choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.